0: Christmas tree oh Christmas tree you're not joining in no I don't want to okay <laughs> sorry <It's laughs> I feel bad now Merry Christmas Merry Christmas for us it's technically 23rd December at 8 p.m. <laughs> don't break the illusion it's Christmas time yeah it's we Christmas made time. it we made it Woo, the house didn't burn down yeah. Small miracles. My oh, dinner starts burning right now. No. I might have left the oven on. No. So. <gasps> fire! <laughs> so, we are going to be looking at Barbie in a Christmas Carol. Fun times. Mm-hmm. This for me was like. I'm scared of puppets, <laughs> I hate them i want them all to burn and die so we never watched like the muppets christmas carol when we were younger so this is like our definitive version and the disney version Uh, yeah like like this and the disney version this is our definitive version of the christmas carol Mm -hmm. i genuinely don't know who scrooge is who is that do you mean eden starling i think that's who you meant this movie was actually given a limited theatrical release. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my god. That's so fun! <laughs> a very limited one. I think it only played for like one day. Slay. Yeah. It was released on the 1st of November 2008 for being released on DVD on the 4th. And it didn't actually get its like Nickelodeon premiere until years later. Are on... you kidding? Yeah, on the 23rd of December 2011. 11? Yeah. Did do they not like this movie? It is based on the 1843 Charles Dickens novel, A Christmas Carol. You might not know about it, it's pretty niche. Yeah. You know. And it starred Kelly Sheridan as Barbie, Morwenna Banks as Eden Starling, Melissa Lyons as Eden's singing voice, Prudence Edwards as young Eden, and Leanne Aria as young Eden's singing voice. A lot of people went into Eden Starling. It's like more than Darth <laughs> Vader at this point. <laughs> there wasn't like three dudes with Darth Vader, right? They had David Prowse, Stuntman, James Earl Jones. And then there was another Stuntman that they had play him for Rogue One. And then Hayden Christensen as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's not that far off Darth Vader. As Nikki and Catherine and young Catherine, there was Candice McGlure with Shantia Fleming as Catherine's singing voice. The movie also had Pam Hyatt as Aunt Marie. Mother. Turn your phone down. There is a volume button on it. You can't. And this is not just for this. This is for all time. Phones have a volume button. (laughs) Our mom doesn't know how a volume button works. It's incredibly annoying for everyone around her. (laughs) The movie had Pam Hyatt as Aunt Marie, Luke Smith as Freddie, and Anthony Fett as Freddie's singing voice. Tabitha Saint-Germain as the Ghost of Christmas Past and the Seamstress and the Baby. And Leanne Aria was also the uh, Ghost of Christmas Past singing voice. As the Ghost of Christmas Present, Mrs. Dora and Chuzzlewit was Kathleen Barr. And also Lisa Roth as the Ghost of Christmas Present singing voice. And the Ghost of Christmas Future was played by Gwyneth Walsh. Paltrow? No, Walsh. Damn it. With Kelly Bixby doing the singing voice, Amelia Henderson was Kelly and Tammy. Michael <laughs> yeah. was was Bixby the bear from Fool. Full- no, not the bear. The lot. Bixby. The- he was the rhino. The rhino. And Michelle like got that tiny little Bixby toy. And she, and thought she was, was gonna be- so mad. Yeah, and she was so mad, and there so they like stormed at him when he yeah, was doing Yeah, they stormed like this mall appearance and like a protest. It was great. And they, they went, Rigsby is a rip Rigsby is a rip-off. Anyway, and Michael Ann Agone was Tammy's singing voice. Fabrice Gower played Maurice and the Orphanage Head, with Tim Fett being Maurice's singing voice. Shannon Chan-Kent played Anne and Nan, with Leanne Aria being Ann and Nan's singing voice. Melissa Leode played Mrs. Beadno Morgan Roth played Jacob Terry Classen played the hypnotist, and the children's singing voices was Leanne Aria. All of them? Yes. Good for her. So, our story starts with Barbie searching for her little sister, Kelly, so they can go and spend Christmas Eve at a charity ball with all of their friends and family. Um, I made a mistake a couple episodes ago. <laughs> I, I was so convinced that her name was Shelly in this movie, and it wasn't. It was Kelly. Maybe, like, where did you watch it? I watched... A version of billy billy what happened was i was watching Fairytopia, and i saw right next to it was recommending me barbie and a christmas carol so mm-hmm. i watched that one and i swear to god she said shelly i swear she said shelly it might have just been the version you watched but anyway Maybe. when okay. <laughs> shut up. what were you gonna say nothing but when Barbie finds Kelly hiding in her room, Kelly says she doesn't want to go to the ball and wants to spend Christmas at home like they usually do and ends up saying that she hates Christmas to try and persuade her to stop being such a little shit and go to the ball <laughs> with everyone else. Barbie tells Kelly a story about Eden Starling, who's the most popular singer in Victorian London and also the owner of the Gadshill Theatre. At the theatre, she employs her best friend Catherine as her seamstress along with a group of other performers and she also has a cat called Chuzzlewit who follows her around wits it's just wit i said wit oh, okay did i not It sounded like wits oh eden who is a stuck-up bitch decides that everyone is going to have to work on christmas and even after they send katherine to change her mind she sticks with her decision don't be mean to her please <laughs> she was a stuck-up bitch yeah but don't be mean to her okay she's literally never done anything wrong <laughs> her whole entire life that night, while in bed, Eden is visited by the ghost of her Aunt Marie, who raised her, and is now covered in chains because of how awful she was during her life. She tells Eden to change her ways or she'll end up like her someday, and she'll be visited by three ghosts that night, yada yada yada. Everyone knows that bit. Everybody probably knows most of this story. Yeah. It's a Christmas carol. Yeah, but like, lots of aspects of it are different. Yeah. The first ghost to visit is the ghost of Christmas past, who is very cheery and hyper and also an Eden starling stan. Same. They arrive at a Christmas from Eden's childhood and the ghost originally thinks she's got the wrong day because everything looks really sad. But they have the right day and Eden just wasn't allowed to celebrate Christmas when she was younger because her Aunt Marie just wanted her to practice her music all day. Eventually, when Aunt Marie falls asleep, Eden sneaks out of the house to visit Catherine and her family where Catherine gifts Eden a snow globe spends a day with Catherine's family and has a great time, but then Aunt Marie turns up and shouts at everyone for hours. After this incident, Eden was forbidden from ever celebrating Christmas ever again and started to internalise her aunt's self-centred mentality of in a selfish world, the selfish succeed. The next ghost to visit is the ghost of Christmas present, who takes Eden to the theatre where all the performers are really pissed off that they're being forced to work on Christmas and they're all throwing tomatoes at a photo of Eden, with even Catherine joining in, which really hurts Eden. The Ghost of Christmas Present then takes Eden to see what Catherine's been up to after work and they see her visiting an orphanage with costumes she's been making for their Christmas Chorale, where Catherine is particularly close to a child on crutches called Tammy. Eden and Christmas Present stay for the concert where they hear Catherine and the orphanage's owner talking about how the orphanage is probably going to be closing down soon due to lack of funding. Finally, Eden is visited by the mysterious ghost of Christmas Future, who takes her huge shocker to her most likely future if she doesn't change her ways. They arrive and Future Eden is living in poverty after firing all of her staff, including Catherine, when they all arrived late on Christmas Day and the new acts Eden hired were utter crap. Future Eden visits Catherine, who's become Europe's most successful fashion designer. Catherine explains that after Eden fired her, she left the country to find work, and when she came back, she'd found out the orphanage she was volunteering at had closed down and all of the children had disappeared. After this, Catherine realised that Eden was right, and in a selfish world, the selfish succeed, and she's even making her employees work on Christmas now as well. Catherine refuses to help Eden and throws her back out onto the street. Eden, who is absolutely horrified by what she's seen, begs the spirits for another chance to redeem herself and change her future before she wakes up in her room on Christmas morning. Eden goes to the theatre to give all of her employees gifts, as well as telling them they can take Christmas off. Her and Catherine then go to the orphanage to watch their Christmas chorale, and Eden announces she's going to start financially supporting the orphanage herself. Eden then shows Catherine that she still has a snow globe Catherine gave her for Christmas all those years ago, and they head off to spend Christmas with Catherine's family like they used to as kids. Unfortunately, their carriage gets stuck in the snow, but then the figures from Eden's Snow Globe, which plot twist, are actually the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, help their carriage through the snow. Back with Barbie and Kelly. Kelly is instilled with a new love for Christmas and sense of generosity. Barbie's friend Nikki, who looks suspiciously a lot like Catherine, turns up, and they all head to the charity ball together. <laughs> I Think everybody knows the story of a the original story of a Christmas carol, so I'm not going to go don't through go. that. Yeah. It's basically the same story mm. except Scrooge is a accountant. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are a few key differences. First of all, everybody's been girl boss. It's girl boss everybody is a girl boss now. Scrooge has an unhappy childhood at a boarding school instead of with his aunt. Scrooge also has a fiance who dumps him for being a piece of shit at some point. Obviously, there's just Tiny Tim who would die if Scrooge doesn't change his ways, but in this movie, it's a whole orphanage full of children, (laughs) and the ghost of Christmas future just shows Scrooge what will happen after he dies, not what his life will be like when he's alive in the future if he doesn't change his ways. Isn't that kind of, like, more gruesome, though? Well, I feel like just being like, ooh you're gonna die (laughs) it's like fairly well yeah but being like you're gonna live in poverty for the rest of your life that is a lot scarier especially in the victorian era like you're gonna die really quickly stop looking at my notes sorry cheater Mm. you have to you have to wait and hear my thoughts on this okay anyway um the intro is really cute they play like christmas music and it's like it's all red and green and yeah it's a cute intro but um, they have all this traditional baubles, and then, and there's, then there's the one pink Barbie bauble, big pink Barbie bobble. And it has always annoyed me how there was just this big pink Barbie bobble sticking out. And they do use it to like transition into the story with like Kelly and Barbie. But it and looks stuff. ugly. But it looks <coughs> ugly in the <coughs> intro. But I don't get why they didn't just like fade from like red to pink while they were also doing like the transition scene. It Makes no sense to me. Um, I have a thing with timelines. I I love making up timelines for things. Yeah. And although it is very hard to establish a timeline for these movies, I have been working on one. And I would like to share what I have so far. So first of all is Barbie Diaries. She's in high school, that's obvious. Barbie and the Rockers Next, she is a famous musician. She then moves into her film career. And does Fairytopia, Topia, Magic of the Pegasus, Mermaidia, okay. Diaries, Twelve Dancing Princesses, Magic of the Rainbow, Island Princess, and Mariposa, and then her parents die. I feel... Okay, I've already shared my opinions on Fairytopia and that it's, like, another universe and that's not... Yeah, a I disagree. Big. Tell me why, Daisy. Because it works better in my timeline. There aren't any bloopers, so... <laughs> there aren't any bloopers for most of these. Anyway, so after, like... Magic of the Pegasus and um i don't know just go on with timeline so after she films mariposa and <laughs> your it, list you just have a huge
1: <laughs> parents die
0: yeah oh wait no diamond castle shouldn't be there diamond castle should be up there well after diamond castle their parents die oh wait no that that's right diamond castle should be there after mariposa their parents die and barbie then has to take over custody of her sisters and in diamond castle and christmas carl they seem to be living in like an apartment in the city whereas like in nutcracker rapunzel and swan lake they seem to be living in a, in a house typically so in swan lake okay they're at a camp yeah well who cares i do <laughs> okay but um yeah so i think that like a diamond castle and christmas carl are like just after their parents died and like they've just moved in with barbie and all that the timeline may change in the future, but that—that's what I've got so far. So, I watch this movie with the context of their parents have just died, and Kelly is sad about that, and sad about how her life has changed so much since their parents' death, and is not comfortable with changing any of their family traditions. Mm-hmm. I just want—I just want to include that context for how I feel about this movie. Kelly is rightfully mad that barbie's making her go to this stupid party and not doing any traditions which i agree with her kind of oh yeah i mean like if our parents were saying like guess what we're leaving to go to a fun party on christmas eve i'd be like no we have traditions we have traditions we have things that we do here we have people who come along well they've been spending time with their own grandchildren for uh, the last few i days would argue that we're more important yeah leave your toddler grandchildren nobody cares so yeah um i agree with kelly yeah like if again if my mom's like nope we are leaving and we can't do any of our normal christmas stuff i'd be so pissed off mm-hmm. because it's like people come we have our christmas eve presents yeah. we, scra- we don't have any reindeer dust it's okay i had an idea i have i have sparkly sprinkles and we have okay oats. Ellen can make reindeer dust we're good <laughs> <laughs> the rangers won't be able to find us I ellen know, it would be terrible but i always i always have a plan Yay! for everything that's ever <laughs> happened you're the one with a plan uh-huh always so yep i agree with kelly mm-hmm. so we go into the the snuggle, the victorian era and we hear Well oh, yeah i totally forgot to mention that like it turns out that um eden's snow globe she's like i'm gonna pass it down to my children and they can pass it down to their children and yada 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 and it turns out barbie has the snow globe <gasps> barbie is confirmed as a nepotism baby well we know <laughs> that i think everybody kind of knew <laughs> that barbie was a nepotism baby just let me <laughs> say my joke so yeah it's either that like the snow globe was like actually eden's and they are descended from her or Barbie was just bullshitting a whole story trying to get her sister to get out of the fucking house. I can't believe Charles Dickens literally wrote a book about Barbie and her family. I know he made a few tweaks, but I think that was really nice of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we all have to start somewhere. It's not great that he used other famous people to get where he needed to be, but like you know, that happens. We're doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> we opened and. Eden is singing opera, so I just want to give a shout out to Melissa Lyons for her range. For her range, I mean she's insane. Last movie she was basically singing pop, like obviously Barry in the Demon Castle* is a musical, but the songs are a lot more it's pop-y. pop music. Um, she's done like traditional musical theater music, yeah, *Island Princess* and stuff. Um, yes, yeah, so and now she's doing opera, like that's insane. But um. Eden and Catherine are um, really gay. A hundred percent, yeah. Like, Eden like, she comes off stage and she like, throws a hissy fit because Catherine wasn't there to watch her perform. No, it was because of her crump- br- 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 crumpets as well. Yeah, it was because of the crumpets. But I also, I think it was more because well, Catherine yeah, wasn't obviously. there to watch her perform. I think Eden is probably one of, if not the most interesting characters... That we've seen in these movies so far. Yeah, um... I think... <laughs> I genuinely think there are lots of things in this movie that they improved upon. Uh-huh, the 100%, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, Eden gets her crumpets. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't look like crumpets, they look like pancakes. <laughs> Aren't they the same thing? These crumpets have holes. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like the one thing that makes a crumpet a crumpet. It has holes, it has little holes that the butter can seep into and stuff. I literally couldn't care less about the difference between a crumpet and a pancake. Yeah, but still, I could. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So Eden's like, "Oh, you're all working on Christmas," and everybody's like, "Catherine, you go talk to her. You're the only like, you know, she never does anything that talks." I forgot to, you. to mention the term crumpet butterizer. What? You have a spot, and it's really distracting me. Where? Wait Above there. my lip? No. Where? Under your glasses. Here? Can I pick it? No. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um. Yeah, so Eden gets her crumpets and then she's like, Catherine, this is your job. And Catherine's just like, my job is not crumpet butterizer. <laughs> <laughs> butterer. Just say butterer. But butterizer is funner. Yeah. I prefer the term butterizer. Also, the curtains close on stage and she's like yelling. And I'm yeah. like, everyone can hear you. Everyone can hear you. I hope they cleared out quickly. Yeah. But yeah, when like Eden's all like, Oh, you're all having to work on Christmas. And they all try and convince Catherine to go and talk to her about it. She's like, she never does anything without talking to you first. Like, if you, you can convince her to let us have the day off. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, Eden over here, so her and Catherine have chat. And she's like, they all think you've got me wrapped around your finger. And it's like, well, you did just have a hissy fit because you wasn't there to watch you perform. They might be right. I mean, yeah, but yeah. like, she doesn't do anything that Catherine says. Yeah. Um, there are twins that perform. With Eden, and they talk like Hadley and Isla talked, which really annoys me. They, like, one of them sings, one of them says one part of the sentence, and then the other says the other part of the sentence. We do that. Yeah, but... <laughs> but, like, in the Barb movies, it, they make it just, there's, like, weird pauses. Mm-hmm. And also, we don't exactly do that. I finish off my sentence, and you just say it at the same time as me. I think that's worse how that you just say the exact same things at the exact same time well yeah but like no it's not okay like because they you have to like plan to say one okay we're back and we're done with the whole sentence thing Um, i'm not (laughs) they keep on like they cut to like kelly and barbie a lot during the story which i think works well like what they did with bibble in the last movie yeah um, I, proving once again that fairy okay. like I don't think the story that Barbie was telling had much to do with Kelly's situation yeah like I don't really maybe get how it worked but this movie tried to fit in so many different moral lessons like embracing change not judging a book by its cover understanding that you don't know but someone might, be go- might have going on like in the background and then you know there's the classic Barbie be kind message but with like a serious helping of karma as a bitch this time around <laughs> Like, I don't think the story fits well with what Barbie's trying to teach Kelly, but, um, I think what Barbie wanted to do in my mind, Barbie was just like she's good she's sad, I'm just I just want give her this stupid snow globe, and then she'll be happy again, and then we can leave, and then we can go. I'll give her the the snow globe, and I'll shut her up for a bit. Mm-hmm. let's go but, um, I do think it helps with the framing device to have it cutting back and forth, and not just be like at the beginning, Kelly and Barbie are there. Then, like, there's a whole movie where we never see them. Then all of a sudden, at the very end, they're back again. Yeah. Because sometimes it can be, like, oh, yeah, shit. This was, like, this is a story that Barbie's telling. Yeah. When t- the first time they cut back to Kelly and Barbie, um, Kelly goes, but the stories you usually tell me are about nice girls. And I think it's fun they called back to, like... Yeah, they called back to, like, all the, the old times. movies. Yeah. Um but again, it's like Eden is actually like an interesting flawed character who grows. And I think that's cool in these movies. Yeah. Because again, like the Barbie character usually doesn't have any flaws over than like other than they hate themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's nice to see. Also, Kelly just starts telling the story randomly about learning from your own mistakes, about the time like Barbie tripped over her shoes in the kitchen and spilt pasta all over herself. It was spaghetti. Spaghetti, I'm sorry. Specifically spaghetti. I'm sorry. Cause 'cause one of the bits dripped down her face and then she breathed in and it almost went. (laughs) (laughs) And Kelly's just sitting there telling like this embarrassing story about Barbie and she just keeps on going on and And on and on. on. (laughs) She's like, geez, kid, I don't like I don't think she likes the story very much. So we cut back and um Eden is in her bedroom. It is nighty (laughs) night time. to bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> and Aunt Marie shows up! Uh. And, you know, me and Ellen usually have nice things to say about the villains because they're cool. Not Aunt Marie. Aunt Marie's literally just abusive. She is just the fucking worst. But, okay. Here's one thing, good thing I do have to say about her. I really liked how they designed it so all her chains had mirrors on them. hmm That was fun. To represent her selfishness. And her vanity. And her vanity. Like, I think that's cool. But, like... Most of the time when I'm watching these movies back now, I pick up on new things, but they were not, about, like, they were unintentional things. Mm-hmm. Like, Fairy Topia was not meant to have all that stuff about ableism. Yeah, you but, did a lot. Yeah, but watching this movie, it's actually like, it's, oh, Aunt Marie was genuinely really abusive. It's like, this is the darkest that a Barbie has gone with, like, close to real life stuff. Like, obviously there's been times where, like, barbie's character is almost murdered and stuff <laughs> but like this is like quite mm-hmm. realistic yeah but like she comes back and aunt marie's like oh i raised you as my own didn't i and yada 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 and it's like just shut up you're the worst yeah like obviously she is like, such a fucking piece of shit like we're given this information of like aunt marie's like abusive and basically neglected eden and eden's parents are dead and like one time she went to a christmas party and her aunt marie stood there and yelled at her i'm like that's not fun that's not barbie no it's barbie but it's like i i like it though (laughs) um so Ghost of christmas past comes who is very goofy silly, cool She is. She's like a huge Eden Starling stan. She loves her so much. She's like freaking the fuck out. Like they go back in time and Eden's like all sad, like practicing on Christmas. And she literally goes, look, I know that this is really sad, but I can't believe I'm watching the beginnings of Eden Starling. This is really cool for me. (laughs) This is great for me. I get that, like, you're le- reliving your childhood trauma, but this is so much fun for me. Um, this canonizes that every single empty seat in every single theater is always filled by a ghost Woo! watching performers. And that's, that's actual real information. Mm-hmm. But, um, I loved, like, how it showed how close Eden was to Catherine's family. Wait, first, I have, I have something to go off on. Okay. And that is how they use color in this movie. Okay. So, um, we first, you, you first like really see it, I guess, when they go back to Christmas past and we see that like Eden and Anne-Marie's house is really like cool tones. It looks very, it looks very dark and there's a lot of blues and purples used. So then Eden sneaks out and goes down to Catherine's and then suddenly they use all these red tones and these green tones like, that's very Christmassy, and it's very light and cozy and warm, which just kind of, like, shows the differences in their families. And then Eden's room also, that's mostly purple, and obviously it's because it's night, but, like, still, I'm using it. Um, but then she wakes up, and suddenly it's got a lot of pinks and all that kind of stuff, and I think that's really cool. And um, the final thing is during... In Christmas Future, we see um, Catherine wearing purple, which is a color that we have associated with Eden and Aunt Marie throughout the movie. Eden while she was younger, Eden like in her outfit while she was sleeping, her bedroom, all that kind of stuff. We've associated it with Eden and Aunt Marie, but now Catherine's wearing it. And I think that's really cool. Okay. Thank you for listening. That was very good. Well done. I never noticed that. Thank you. (laughs) I did something. I did something smart. I usually don't have anything cool to add. I love how close Catherine's family were to Eden. Yeah. And how much they obviously tried to, like, make her feel welcome. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, they have a stocking up for her in their house. Yeah. And Catherine literally says there's more presents under the tree for Eden than there mm-hmm. is for her. Like, I just find that so sweet. Um, Catherine has a dog and it is literally just Lily in a different <laughs> colour. <laughs> We see other dogs in the movie and they are literally just sparkles in a different color <laughs> <laughs> so now that we are talking about animals i think that brings us to um, ellen's little Ellen. guys Woo! thank you um see i did contemplate putting Gross of christmas past in because i do love her so she's just gonna get an honorable mention because um, I couldn't decide. I didn't know if ghosts in this world were just, like, angel-like beings or if they were, like, actual dead people. I think they're, like, angel-like beings. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, they're called the spirits of Christmas past, yeah. present, and future. But um, no, literally nobody cares about that. Everybody just calls them ghosts. hmm But I've told you, like, whatever the vibes, like, you know, if, if they have little guy vibes, they can be one of your little guys. I know, but I just didn't feel okay. like it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. So she's gonna get an honorable mention. Ghost of Christmas Past. She was silly. She was cool. She was goofy. Um, she was. She had elf ears. She had a cool outfit. All of the ghosts. Yeah, her spirits. outfits like gold and shiny. Yeah. The outfits in this movie. I really love them. They're amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I love her. Um, I just like I didn't know like how t- I. She was more human like, and I don't want to rate humans. Okay. That feels mean. <laughs> Not for Aunt Marie, though. Aunt Marie's a zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that brings us on to our main little guy of the movie, movie which is Chuzzlewit, which is Eden's cat. Um, and he is really annoying. And I mean that in a nice way, because cats are annoying. And that's why I love them. He definitely has the most realistic reaction to this whole thing happening. Which He's is like total fear. He's scared. He's like, I'm just tired. I want to sleep. I want to rest my little weary head. Have a little nap nap. Um. He has an eye mask, which is fun. Um, I'm really just saying stuff at this point. We shouldn't film this late. Not film. We shouldn't record this late because my brain is mush right now. No, we want to get it because it's Christmas <laughs> we and we don't have time. So, yeah, he's really mad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like, yeah, that's like everybody should be. They are interrupting your nap time just because your are humans being a little mean. That doesn't mean you have to be affected by this. Um... I like him. He's we- he's a weirdo. He gets a ten out of ten. A ten out of ten. I do. Rank, I don't know. I rank based on my heart. What Your my heart, heart tells is telling you. me. Um, ten. 10. <clears> hmm. <throat> hmm. <sighs> 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 I'm. I might nine point three. It gets a nine point three. Okay. Another thing about Chuzzlewit's when like the Ghost of Christmas Future turns up, then both Eden and Chuzzlewit they both sound so resigned. Was like oh, fine. Eden was like, "Great, where are you taking me this time? <laughs> where to go? Move, just hurry it up now." Um, but I think the animals are really getting cuter with every movie. Mm-hmm. Like the puppies, the little puppies. Just the they are really cute. Yeah, they're so great. So is that done with Ellen's little guys? Yes, I think it is. Yes. Wait, no. 9.3 snow globes out Woo! of 10. Now we're done. I remembered it this time. Um, During Christmas past, um, <laughs> Catherine's mother brings out cookie dough and she says it's snickerdoodle. That dough does not look like snickerdoodle. Wait, that even fuck is snickerdoodle? It's like cinnamon. It's like, like cinnamon cookies. Yeah, they're like. I get a picture, I'll show you. Cause like I don't think I've ever actually seen a snickerdoodle. <laughs> I get a picture, I'll show you. Like they sound so magical. They're one of the things that I was convinced were actually just made up. <laughs> and like people just mention them in movies, but like nobody's actually rating one. It's like a basic cookie dough oh. with um. I thought it'd look more magical than that. I'm disappointed. It's like got cinnamon and sugar over the outside. You need. Cream of tartar to make them, which I think is weird because I don't know. I feel like cream of tartar is like it doesn't sound like something you should use in baking. No, it doesn't. <sighs> I feel like it's like cream of tartar sounds like a savory like. Sauce. It sounds like tar. Oh, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. I mean, yeah. No, it's tartar. Mm-hmm. It's tartar. So that means that it's very tarry. <laughs> um, but yeah, um there are like those of brown chunks in it. So like I'm guessing they, they just made a basic cookie. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sorry. This is just go, just go. Wait, what are you doing? I just need to hype myself up. <laughs> flop me. No! Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ugh. I'm back. So yeah, the cookie dough, it looks like chocolate chip cookie dough. Um I think they just um just like made a basic dough in a bowl thing. And we're just like, we'll put this out whenever we need to show <laughs> dough in a bowl. <laughs> they just went with it. Okay. Which you I mean like I support them with that? The baby is really ugly. Oh yeah, there's this baby, it, like it's Catherine's, like cousin or some shit, and it, it's so ugly. And then they do a Christmas song, which is the greatest Christmas song ever made. I can't remember any of the words. Can you? Jolly old Saint. <laughs> <laughs> blah 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 blah. I can remember the tune. It's like. Yeah, and it's, like, there's this whole thing, that, like, Catherine's family, like, oh, you know, she's been working on the costumes for months, they've been choreographing since July. it since, like, July, <laughs> and Catherine's sister's playing the piano, and it's really cute. It's and nice. then Aunt Marie turns up and fucking ruins everything. And, like, Anne-Marie... Eden seems genuinely scared. Oh, yeah, the Eden is terrified of this woman, not just young Eden... Older Eden. Yeah, like genuinely. Aunt Marie's the fucking worst. Like usually with these villains, we're like, yes, girl boss, slay. Like, mm. But like, not Aunt Marie. She'd I'm not like, gonna say that. She's this is like very real to life. Worst. <laughs> the fucking worst. Ghost of Christmas Present turns up. Mhm. And I love her outfit as well. Um, It might be... No, I don't. I like Christmas Features. I'm not going to pick a favorite. I love Christmas presents. She's got, like, loads of little trinkets on her dress. Yeah. And, like, Chuzzlewit's is playing with it. It's very cute. She just has, like, a full-on clock on one. Just a little... uh, An alarm clock thing. Didn't need that. But, yeah. I love you for that. Something that we've not mentioned yet. There's this whole thing that Freddy, the juggler, has, like, this crush on Catherine. I ignore it. It it doesn't matter at all for the story. But, like, um... Eden's face when they're in, like, Christmas present and they mention Freddie having a crush on Catherine. She looks heartbroken. Yeah. She looks like this man just ripped out her heart and stomped on it. Yeah, I love Eden. I don't care. I love her. Yeah. (laughs) with with, I I just... (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say, I think Catherine and Eden may be one of the best Barbie ships just because... It implies that they literally started the Barbie lineage. Yeah. And I think that's very cool. Yeah, that's great. Catherine, um, Eden is also really, really hurt when she sees Catherine, like, throwing the tomato at her face as well. Yeah. And, like, number one, Catherine was totally in the right to do that. Go, Catherine, live your life. Yeah. But also, I understand why Eden was so hurt, because this is somebody who has seen every single part of her life yeah but also with catherine like i understand like there's only so much you can take even if she knows everything that's happened to eden and how hard her childhood was and like straight after we jump to catherine again and she's just she's just like i still love eden yeah like she's riding with her sister and it's just just like i don't get why you stick around like you could get another job you're mm -hmm. really talented why are you still doing this and she's just like because it's eden and i love mm -hmm. her she's my best friend
1: Okay, so the OG
0: Christmas Carol is like, guys, this is so sad. Tiny Tim might die. Don't you feel bad? This movie is like, this orphanage is going to shut down. All these children are going <laughs> to be put on the streets and they will all die. Yeah, seriously. It's like, <laughs> Scrooge at the fate of one child. Like, I had, like, 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, it was, that's another thing that I think this movie genuinely improved upon. Yeah. Yes, honestly, Tiny Tim that is very sad mm-hmm. and again i'm only really saying this off of the disney version which is when the little mouse comes there which is like a little mouse on crutches and like mickey mouse is like cutting up a pee, to feed his child <gasps> oh my god I'm but that really- is just because of the disney nostalgia machine i'm like it's a tiny mickey what are you doing <laughs> a baby guy why are you doing this time? <laughs> but um most of the time with children with actual children i couldn't give a fuck <laughs> Jeez, Yeah. Again, it's like, I think this is genuinely improved upon. That Eden not only has one child, but all of these children. It represents the future of humanity. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Although, like, Eden's actions don't necessarily directly affect these children, like Scrooge's did in Tiny Tim. hmm I still like that, you know, a bit more on her shoulders. And also, they call the children's play a Christmas chorale. no not them Catherine does yeah katherine calls it a christmas chorale corral. nobody knows why a, a weird weirdo it was I just watching you. this movie again and i was like wait that's meant to be a that's meant to be christmas carol yeah because like i just didn't connect the dots when i was younger i thought that like a chorale was like an old-fashioned word for a play oh <laughs> i just forgot she said chorale <laughs> it was one of those things that i just like when i heard it i remembered it like hasn't been on my mind for the past like 10 years yeah imagine Um, if you went 10 years just always (laughs) singing like yep chorale is an old word (laughs) i wish the children's singing sounded worse that would be so funny no it sounds really mean but their voices are just like really crisp like and no background music just like little stomps yeah and it's like uh, <laughs> uh, uh. like um you know and if, like why do not we just get like an actual kids choir in because like it's just one person doing all the voices and it's obvious it's a female voice and they're like little boys singing as well and you know i just it's really silence mean... them <laughs> it sounds really mean I wish the children had sounded worse. Or not worse. Just that more. That doesn't really like, sound mean. That's just that's like more be... like children. It just sounded kinda crisp and yeah, weird. It was a big the... Um so can we... let's talk about a little let's have a little conversation about the girl bossification Of everything in this movie. Tiny and... Tim is Tommy now. Not Tiny Tommy, just Tommy. Just Tommy. Uh, but she's on crutches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they still I think okay. Never mind. <laughs> okay. i was gonna ask her if they still called tiny tim tiny tim when he was an adult like how they did with baby anthony and <laughs> big anthony <laughs> well no i was called baby daisy when i was younger and i'm not anymore mm-hmm. but that's just because there was another daisy what then there's baby anthony and big <laughs> anthony like you're thinking that they're gonna be like okay anthony's big now they can't keep on calling him a baby and then there's like big anthony yeah. just call him anthony <laughs> Pony and Fangs, just call your child by his name challenge. I blame Fangs. (laughs) (laughs) That man deserves a death sentence. I was really annoyed by what they did to Fangs in the most recent season. I was seriously so annoyed. Yeah. But that's for another day. But yeah, everybody's been girl boss Scrooge, now a girl boss. Don't know who Capman's counterpart is. Girl boss. It's kind of meant to be Bob Cratchit. (gasps) That's his name! Yeah. I forgot his name. I just know. I just knew him as Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I just knew him was Mickey Mouse. But yeah, I think she's kind of meant to be like the Bob Cratchit character or maybe like the Mickey Mouse character. Yes, the Mickey Mouse character or the Daisy Duck character. Yeah. Which is really weird that like in the Disney version, they made Scrooge's fiance, Daisy Duck, even though that's Donald's girlfriend. Oh, they did. Or maybe it's the same character model. Who knows? It, it probably is. Yeah. But yeah, everybody has been girl bossified. No more, uh what's his name? Jacob Marley. I always get confused between Jacob Marley and Bob Marley when I was younger. Oh my god, same! Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't remember one time when I was really young, and I just like, I kind of just who- learned who Bob Marley was, and we were watching Christmas Carol, and I was like, who- what? <laughs> Why is I he? I think in it's this also movie? because of Bob Cratch- Cratchit as well. Yeah. The ghost designs are just, like, so much better. Sorry, the spirit designs are so much better than the original versions. <laughs> I don't know what the original versions were like. But these ones are better. are so much better than the versions in the Disney one. Yeah, the versions in the Disney one, which were... All of the fashion in this movie is top-notch. It really is. Ghost of Christmas Future, she's great. Mm-hmm. Ghost of like, Christmas Present, she's great. Ghost, the- ghost of Christmas Past, she's silly and great. All of Eden's outfits are top notch, especially her end outfit. I literally had that outfit. We did. We had, like, the dress, and, it, like, you would turn it inside out, and, like, one side would be, like, a gold one, the next what? side would be a red one, it looked great. Was that actually a Beauty and the Beast one, and then... Was it a Beauty and the Beast one? No, the we had... The Beauty ha- and the Beast one was the one you could turn inside out, but... Maybe... Okay, then maybe you couldn't turn the Eden one inside yeah, out. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you could... We had a Cinderella one you could turn inside out. Anyway. But I loved that little dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that it does look very modern, although that doesn't really annoy me. Mm-hmm. I think it works for like Eden's change of character. If you get what I mean, it's great for all parents who want to dress their children up as mean lesbians for, <laughs> <two greatest laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> if that's what you want to go for, Eden's darling, one, yeah. They have so many of these, like, old-timey, like, portraits. Oh, and they're really pretty. I think they're so cute and pretty. Like, there's this one of Catherine in the end, and it's really cool. And And she looks great. Eden has all of hers in, like, her dressing room and her bedroom. Eden has a lot of pictures of herself everywhere. Which I think it's so much funnier when you remember this is Victorian era. She would have had to get (laughs) each of them, like, individually sketched. (laughs) That's so funny. How much money does she spend in just, like, commissioning portraits of herself? She has the money she got the cash i had such a huge crush on christmas future when i was younger well that's very specific yeah i don't know why it was christmas future i just thought she looked cool and mysterious um when we see eden and like she's all poor and sad she still has her really fancy necklace on yeah family heirloom oh that's really sad okay she can keep her necklace i just made that up it's her mother's necklace and her mother is dead daisy yeah Oh, but I love this one tiny detail. It's like, they mention Eden is the most famous singer in all of London. And then when it comes to Catherine's, like, in Christmas Future, when it's Catherine's <gasps> It's to be like all of Europe. They mentioned she's the biggest dress designer in all of Europe. And like, I just love that little detail. Like, Catherine <laughs> just eclipsed her completely. They took over Europe together, though. That's what really happened. I mean, yeah, I feel like Eden always knew she was a piece of shit in the back of her mind. Well, yeah. You know, like, it was, like, she always knew that she was being a pretty bad person. It was just, like, all this behavior from her aunt that she felt like she had to copy. Mm -hmm. But, But, um, I feel like it hurt a lot more seeing Catherine become her in Christmas Future. Yeah. Because I think it was quite obvious that even, like, you know. Eden knew she was a bad person, but she knew Catherine was a good person. And to see it, like, totally switched around. I think that was really a shock to her system. Um, I like the, I like the bit where... We enter Christmas future and Chizzlewit is chasing a little mouse and then he doesn't like, catch the mouse and he was like, Oh, that was gonna be your dinner. <laughs> that was your Christmas dinner, Chizzlewit. That's so sad for you. hmm Also the portals that they go through to like pass through <gasps> the future. are so really glittery cool. in front. and the future one is especially cool because it has all these little holes in it. Yeah, it's like the Doctor Who vortex but with glitter. We do, we do, we do, we do. We, sorry when like future Catherine shoves eden out of her shop then chuzzlewitz gets he just stays there gets stuck in with her and he's just like you know he doesn't get stuck in he oh, yeah he, he stays, stays there, there. he's like you know lounging in the window for a minute and Catherine gets her like her employee to throw, to him, throw out. him out. Like that is so stone cold. You even have like a vendetta against this girl's cat. <laughs> you know. Okay. I didn't... Also, when we see Catherine like going back to the orphanage, she only shouts for Tommy. The orphanage. <laughs> I established the first private orphanage in New York City. The orphanage. I help <laughs> anyway she just shoots for tommy she and i find that really funny like she doesn't care about the rest tommy of these kids it's other people i don't i don't care about you that much sorry i get that tommy was like probably the worst off she was literally crippled yeah but still, I find it funny that Catherine. She even says that Tommy's her favorite. Mm-hmm. Like Tommy, my favorite. She was like ready to adopt Tommy. That's what she says. She's like that was gonna be my child. So then, her and Catherine. No, not her and Catherine. Her and Eden then adopt Tommy, and then Eden has a child, and then that child has a child, and however And then Barbie. Yeah, Eden and Eden and uh, Catherine definitely adopted Tommy. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, that's. And canon. they raised her together. That's canon. You now, but... I think showing Eden in the future after she's lost all of her money is much more effective than just showing her dead. Yeah, because everyone's going to die, dude. Not everyone's <laughs> going to live in poverty. You know, and like, because in the original, I think in some versions Scrooge does like lose all of his money, but I don't think he does in the original story. Not from like, the summary I saw on Wikipedia. <laughs> so it was like, he had a good life.
1: You know, if you yeah. get what I
0: mean? Mm-hmm. He might have been lonely, but he still had his money. It was only after he saw how people were talking shit about him after his death he changed his mind. Yeah. I actually think it's a lot more effective to show Eden living her life after losing all of her money. Yeah. Like, it shows more repercussions while you're alive, mm-hmm. I think, is a lot more impactful than repercussions when you're dead. Yeah. So, that is another change that I actually think improved on the original better, story. Yeah. And um, we know this movie is effective because we watched it with our mother and when something like is really effective to her she just goes, (laughs) hmm. Like when, like we're watching a documentary. You do that. Watching like a documentary of some kind. she's very tired. Okay. We're watching a documentary of some kind and she finds it effective. She goes, (laughs) hmm. Our dad does the same thing. I have found myself doing the same thing (laughs) and it's scary. (laughs) But yeah, that's how you know this movie is effective because our mom did that at one point. Um, so yeah, she goes back to the present. She's like, I'm going to change my ways. Like, and she's looking for presents to give people, but the shop doesn't open. So she just like grabs anything in her house. And one like of the people. Like colander. And I was just like, oh, it's the Christmas colander. <laughs> that, that's a deep cut reference. Yeah, it is. Um, I just. <laughs> Freddy the magician who has a crush on Catherine seems kind of bad at his job. He's not a very good magician. He keeps on messing up like... with tricks. I mean, like, you know what? Most good magicians wouldn't mess up their tricks because a lot of it's just like fake, smoke and mirrors. Yeah, but like he, maybe he's like a real magician. Like a dove actually came out of that. <gasps> <It> was, like <laughs> I, a dove like actually came out of that mic, and that's why he was so surprised. What? Maybe, maybe I just do card tricks. <laughs> Where would the bird come from? <laughs> But yeah, it's really sweet to see Eden grow and change, especially because you see her sad childhood. I'm like, yes, you go. You move past your trauma. You break the cycle. Yeah. Um, I just wrote, Ebenezer Scrooge wishes he had a fraction of the sleigh Eden Starling has. True. Yeah. He could never really. And Eden did it looking great the whole time. Yeah. Even was... like when she, she was... She wasn't balding, Ebenezer. <laughs> Even like when she was in poverty, still slaying. Yeah. Her dress was just, like, a kind of she faded version with, like, stitches on it. It looked great. Like I said, the curl, the color theory in this movie is very simple, and it's something very basic. But it's effective, and I like it. Sometimes people. that's better. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the movie ends with, like, Eden and Catherine kind of patching sh- up their friendship. They sh- Eden gives everyone the gifts, and I'm like, <sighs> that's very nice, Eden. They're all going to sell that for more money. She also gave them Christmas bonuses, but they just want the money. Yeah. I If somebody gave me a golden colander. It's sold. It's sold. That's, it's sold. And gone. I would be like, this is Eden Starling's, so, you know, I work with her. Golden, and get even more money. Golden Eden Starling mm-hmm. colander. What, what a great thing to own. I would frame that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Eden, you know, she saves the orphanage. She's... You know, she's living her best life. She adopts the orphanage. She adopts the orphanage. And she's like, anything you need, you come to me. And I think it's very funny to think of a five-year-old showing up at Eden Starling's door and just being like, Toy, please. (laughs) Can you give me toys? And knew Eden would give them the toys. Yep. Yeah, I love the idea of, like, her and Catherine, after they've, like, ruled the world for a bit. Yeah. Then they come back and they basically run the orphanage together. Yeah. They adopt The orphanage. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can you stop being in an on theater kid oh, for like two <laughs> seconds? I know you want to sing, Daisy. The, the Orphanage. Orphanage! I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! You're infecting me! Infecting you? Daisy, when did Hamilton come out on Disney Plus? 2020? Yes. That is how long you have been infected. Yeah. Liar. It's your fault, though. I never would have watched Hamilton if you didn't watch it. Anyway... She makes Freddie drive the carriage instead of sitting with mm. Catherine. I think she's very funny for that. And I think that, like, something that Eden and Catherine really, um, it's a word that's better than show, but I can't, I've lost the word. What they really show is that Barbie movies are at their best when they focus on female friendships. Mm-hmm. Queer-coded friendships at that. Yeah. Like, even though they still have, like, the boring love interest on the side. I am excited to get to more of the sister movies. Yeah. Like, I really think that these, I think that's something that they kind of discovered with Mermedia mm-hmm. and we're just seeing it more and more. Oof. These movies are at their best when they focus Ouch. on... I hurt my back. When they focus on the Barbie... Say, oh, Ellen, that's so sad. I'm speaking. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad, Ellen. But I think that's something that these movies are really getting a hold of is that, you know, people don't want the boring male love interests. They want female friendships. Mm-hmm. I think especially as we move more into like the 2010s like that was really the beginning of like girl boss, girl power feminism, you girl know, boss. like girl boss feminism was really starting. And I think we kind of see that She-o, a lot more, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we see that kind of starting to take hold in these movies and then focusing more on female friendships, which I think is better for the movies. Mm-hmm. And then the-, the, the snow globe comes to life and everyone's like, hey, what? How did that happen? (laughs) Yeah, and but like the you know the ghosts like they make it the carriage look much nicer, and like everybody at the orphanage is like waving goodbye to Catherine and Eden, and Aunt Marie's there as a ghost. Like Aunt Marie, leave, leave. You may okay. You said to Eden like, be better. I wasn't a great person. Now get out for life. Now like leave. He doesn't need you here. You are a piece of shit. Yeah, like you should be sad and alone Mm -hmm. forever. Forever. (laughs) Zendaya and Tom Holland would play Catherine and Fred in the live-action <laughs> adaptation of this. <laughs> Stop! Oh my God, they would. They would. Yeah, but Barbie. Oh my God, I forgot. During Christmas present, mother made a very funny comment about Queen Ariana. Oh yeah, <laughs> she said she looked like Queen Ariana from um. That was Princess. That was fun. Our mom's a smart lady. She knows what she's talking about. You're welcome for the compliments. There's a thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, Barbie confirms that Eden and Catherine spent every Christmas together for the rest of their lives. Um. And then Nikki comes. First Nikki appearance. Woo! In one of these movies. Yeah. Now we know there is a Nikki and Teresa. They exist now. I don't know when the dolls were put in. What do you mean? Like, I don't know, like, when the Nikki and Teresa dolls were introduced. I'm going to look that up. Okay. Nikki originally debuted in 1996 as part of the Teen Skipper line and was originally released as the younger sister of Christy, one of Barbie's former best friends. Oh, there! <gasps> oh, Nikki and replaced was her first African American friend. That's nice. Good for her. Okay, so since 2005, she has replaced Christy as one of Barbie's best friends, and she debuted as. In the beach fun line and later the fashion fever line has been featured in the doll series so yeah nikki's been around since the 90s how do you spell Christie? is it with a K? christy christy where's the wiki does teresa does not get a wikipedia nikki did are you sure you're spelling it right Yeah. okay teresa was probably she debuted in 1988 so the- yeah they've been they were around for a while by the time they mm-hmm Got in the so, movies. Final co- do you have any final comments? Like anything more to say about the movie? Not really. I just, I really liked it. Yeah. I really love this movie. It's like, wait, it's a wait, Christmas classic. Let me go to the, the scores. I'm too far now. Oh. 68% Rotten Tomatoes and 3.5 stars on the airboxed. This is top three movies for me. Yeah, same. I think it's my favorite of the movies we've watched mm-hmm. so far. I love this. I just, uh and just to be aware, we are getting into the movies now that me and Ellen have more nostalgia over because like, they're ones we watched is, when we were younger. Next is Thumbelina, which like <laughs> I forgot about it. For, like, I forget about it for a while and then I'm like, oh my god, remember that weird Thumbelina movie Barbie did? I love that movie. Yeah, I loved it. So like we are getting into the movies now that we have more nostalgia and over, I and we're gonna be very biased. Yeah. But I really love this movie. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Again, to me, that along with um <laughs> the Disney version with Mickey is like the formative yeah. versions of Christmas Carol for me. I, is it te- it's technically a musical because they sing Christmas songs? Yeah. A Christmas a Christmas call. Oh, this is like the first time. Christmas. <laughs> this movie is the first time that I really like that I really <laughs> process lyrics. Um don't we now are gay apparel? And I just remember asking my mom, like la 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 what do they mean la by la gay apparel? La. Because like, I think we're from the generation where the word gay has never meant happy. It's mm-hmm. just meant like gay. Yeah. So like I remember asking my mom when I was younger, like, what do they mean gay apparel? You just blew in my ear and I didn't <laughs> like <laughs> That was so mean. Anyway, that was my final comment on this. Yeah. Um, I'm so Merry Christmas. Hope well, everybody has a nice Christmas. We will be taking our, a break. Or a happy holiday. is Hanukkah still gonna be I don't know. Happy Hanukkah if you celebrate Hanukkah, I guess. Um and any other holidays. Have a nice time. Have a great have a great New Year's. And we are going to be taking a break because we have been in crunch time to get this episode <laughs> it's out. It's very stressful. And Christmas for us is very busy because we have Christmas, and then it's Ellen's birthday on the thirtieth, and then it's our mom's birthday on the second, and it's just it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So, might be taking, like, a month-long break. Yeah. And you have all the uh, up stuff to get done. Yeah, and I have stuff for up to do. So, um, yeah, see you around. See you, see you, see you, see you next year. Woo! Bye-bye! Merry Christmas time! Happy holidays!